Welcome to Conversations with I Follow the Leader, made possible by I Follow the Leader, LLC. I am your host, Antonetta Mosley. I'm the CEO and Principal Leader at I Follow the Leader and a Certified Diversity Professional. I founded the firm in 2016 because I believe the historical prototype of what a successful leader looks like needs to change. We help leaders and organizations thrive and reach their highest potential. This is a place where those of a different feather can soar together. Thanks for joining us today. Hello, everyone. It is Antonetta Mosley, host of Conversations with I Follow the Leader, and I am so excited. Today is episode 45, Purposeful Productivity, and we have special guest Tanya Dalton. She is a best-selling author of two amazing books. She is a powerhouse. I have had the opportunity to get to know her this year, and you are in in for a treat today, purposeful productivity. It may not be what you think it is. I am so excited you are here. Cool in Tanya, welcome, welcome. We are so happy to have you. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited about this conversation today. Yes, thank you. And for those who are tuning in uh, live, you can view this video. For those who are listening later, because we will upload this to our podcast as well, thank you for being here. Really appreciate it. And just want to give you a little more background on what we're going to talk about today. Today's conversation is nothing new um, to our amazing author that is on today because she talks a lot about purposeful productivity. I will have her tell you exactly what that means to her, and I think it's something really important. I've loved learning from you just about effectiveness over efficiency. Those who are watching from our text group know that we really shared a lot of information from you. So I want to pause here, whether you're watching live or later, would love for you to put in the chat and engage with us today and let us know where are you watching from. I am currently in Charlotte, based in Durham, North Carolina. Uh, and if you could let us know, Tanya, where, where are you watching from? I am here from Asheville, North Carolina, so in the mountains of North Carolina. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you so much, everyone. And in this episode, we really want to talk about an article uh, that was written and shared in Entrepreneur. And it really talked about productivity, what is most important. And so I'm going to go ahead and read you some more, and we will put the full info and full bio in the show notes. So, so excited. Tanya has been featured in some of the world's leading publications, including Forbes, Inc., Fast Company, and Real Simple. She's also a VIP contributor for Entrepreneur.com. So in addition to being a best-selling author, she is also a speaker and nationally recognized productivity expert. She helps female executives and entrepreneurs step into purposeful leadership. This is Conversations with I Follow the Leader. Of course, we love talking about leadership, but adding that purposeful leadership is really important. And so we're going to talk about why burnout isn't caused by overwork. It's caused by not finding meaning in your work. And so I would love 
to start there um, because the entrepreneur article want to avoid the quiet quitting trend in your business, here are three strategies that will make employees want to stay. Really talked about that meaning, and we talk a lot about that as well. So let's start there. Really love that quote. Uh, Burnout isn't caused by overwork. It's caused by not finding meaning in your work. Can you tell us a little more about that? Absolutely. You know, I feel like burnout's one of those words we hear a lot about, especially post-pandemic. We're experiencing a lot of burnout, a lot of ghosting, perhaps, of employees, a lot of quiet quitting. We're having a lot of conversation about not getting our employees and our team members really engaged. And honestly, we blame it on burnout. But what's causing the burnout? It's not the overwork. Burnout is truly caused by not finding meaning, not finding purpose in the work that you're doing. And so I'm really passionate about talking about this because I think it's so easy as leaders to help our team, to help the employees that we have underneath us, to really help others connect the meaning with the work we're doing. And I think when we do that, not only do we eliminate the burnout, but we get more motivated, more engaged employees and people on our team who don't just excel, but just uh, do amazing, incredible things, not just for us on the back end, but also for our customers and our clients. So it is truly a win-win strategy to, to help draw that connection, to create a culture of purpose. I love that. And it's it's so important because so many people feel like it's about more money or more benefits, and that's what's going to make people stay. However, research shows that most people want to feel like they belong and that they're part of the organization or the mission. And so sometimes more money or more benefits isn't what is going to cause them to stay. Yeah. You know, in that article, I quoted the uh, 2022 Time Economy Report that came out a couple of months ago. And it was really interesting to see that when all of these employees were uh, surveyed about what makes them want to stay at a company, yes, pay is important. It's always important to pay our team members well. And yes, benefits are something that people look at. But interestingly enough, that feeling of understanding the purpose behind your work, to feel like it's connected and there's this sense of belonging that you're all working together with that alignment, that's incredibly compelling for our employees, right? And some of us with the economy are not in a position to increase pay, right? Or not in the position to offer as many benefits as we would love to offer our team members, but you can very easily create that connection for your team members. You honestly, it costs nothing except for a little bit of time and a little bit of effort to draw that connection between the work that they are doing, each individual within your organization and the purpose behind what you do as a company or a corporation to connect those. It takes really very little effort. And yet that's really what people are looking for. Thank you. I, I agree. And we see the same in our research when we do cultural audits, right? That that piece of feeling that meaning and, and purpose is what typically drives the majority of people. And so I think it's really important for us to define a purpose or productivity um, for those who haven't met you yet. I think it's really important to share. I know you have this on your website. Productivity isn't about doing more, it's about doing what's important. Can you explain that uh, a little more? 
Yes, definitely. And really, that's at the heart of what I do when I'm speaking on stages or I'm doing, you know, workshops. It really is understanding that productivity, as it's been defined for the last several decades, has really been about go, 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 hustle, hustle, hustle. And there's not a lot of room to really be strategic because you're so busy, right? If you're not growing, then you're dying and all of that. When in truth, true productivity is not about doing more. It's doing what's most important. It's really looking at where you are as a company. As the leader, you are zooming out. You're getting what I call the forest view, right? A lot of times we're so deep in it, all we can see are the trees. As a leader, we zoom out and we look at the big picture of where we are now and where we want to go. And then we start to really strategize on, okay, what are the most important tasks that we can do as a group, as an organization to get us closer there. But what happens is with traditional productivity is we are chasing our tails. We're trying to do all the things instead of doing the most important things. And this is why so often we are doing a thousand different things. We're spreading ourselves in a hundred million different directions. And yet we're falling into bed at night, exhausted, overwhelmed, frustrated, right? And our team members are feeling that too. When we step in as leaders and we really decide, okay, this is what we need to prioritize, and we communicate those priorities, then everybody gets moving in the same direction. I hear people talking about as a leader, you want to get everybody on the bus. I don't think it's a bus because you know what happens with a bus? You're driving the bus. <laughs> Everyone's at that just being passengers. It's about rowing the boat getting everybody to grab an oar and turn those oars in the same direction, shifting left or right or moving forward, getting everybody rowing in the same direction. And that's what we do when we're really purposeful with our productivity. Oh, Antoinette, I seem to have lost you. You look like you're frozen there. Okay. Hopefully y'all can hear Antoinette. There, I think she's off of the screen. Are you back? Oh, can't hear you. When you left, it might have might have muted. Yes, you. I'm back. My apologies. Can you hear me? <laughs> I can hear you. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you, everyone. Luckily, it, it kept going. Um, and so <laughs> I cut out when you were talking about really rowing the boat, which I think is such a good analogy for leaders to think about versus getting on the bus. So I will go back so you, we can we can uh, allow you to conclude that thought. Yeah. So what I was saying is we want everybody kind of grabbing an oar on the team, right? And if you're not communicating where you're going as a leader who has zoomed out, right? If you're not communicating that, you have some people turning the oars hard and some people, and they're working against each other, right? When we're really clear and we communicate where it is we want to go, that's purposeful productivity, really having them understand what they're doing, where they're going, and then everyone starts rowing in that same direction. And that's really when you start to make strides. It's not about doing 5 million things in your business. It's doing the few things that truly move the needle and make a difference. That's how you leap to the next level in business. That's how we get a better customer base. That's how everything, the magic happens with our businesses. And I think that's really important to understand. Thank you. And I was listening to one of your recent podcast and gave this amazing example about steps. And if you're taking 50 steps in all of these different directions versus five purposeful steps forward. And so what would you say, because I know a lot of leaders that I talk to um, and a lot of change agents, which we call those who may not be in leadership or they may, who really want to move things forward, 
What do you say to those who say, I just have so much to get done. I don't know how to pause. I don't know how to be more productive or to choose what's most important. I have all of these fires to put out. Listen, as a CEO myself, I totally understand that. So one of the things we didn't talk about in my bio is, is I do run a seven-figure company. So I, I understand the pain and the frustration that, that we feel as CEOs and that you have to be in all the places, right? Or you have to be doing all the things. And truly, a lot of that is because we're not setting the right goals or we're not setting the right metrics to really get us to where we want to go. Um, one of the things I think is really powerful is this idea of cathedral thinking, really getting clear on where it is you want to go. So cathedral thinking is based off of in the 1100s, the 1200s, city arch architects, the planners, the, the artisans, they got together and they, they made these beautiful plans for these amazing cathedrals, you know, like Notre Dame and the Duomo in Florence, these beautiful buildings that were designed to test time, right? They, they're still standing hundreds of years later. Those buildings didn't take just you know 10, 15 years to build. They took multiple lifetimes. It was the legacy work. So if we as the leader step out and take a look at where we want to go and we start backing it up, we think about, okay, if this is where I want to be with the company in 10, 20 years, where do I need to be in five years? Where do I need to be in 12 months? What do I need to prioritize? That's how we start getting really clear because a lot of the other things we're doing are just distractions, right? But let me give you a quick and simple, easy tool you can use to get super clear on what's most important. My favorite, favorite productivity tool that I use is Pareto's Principle, which a lot of people know as the 80-20 rule, but it's not always 80-20. Uh, it's really this idea that it's the vital few that make the biggest impact. But what happens is we focus on the trivial many. We focus on all the things instead of the fewer things. So with your business, a good way to really get strategic with this is list out your customers, list out your products or your services, list out the things that you do. You can do it on both. That's actually one of the things I recommend. Put them on post-it notes and then pull the data from your back end. We all have metrics that we're looking at in the back end of our websites or our shopping platforms or wherever you are. And then start ranking them and start taking a look at what are the best sellers? Who are my best clients? Who And, and start ranking and how you're really spending your time. What's amazing is what you're going to find is there's going to be a vital few that bring in the majority of your income and drive your revenue. All the other ones are distractions. So getting clear on those, moving them off of your plate. Same thing with your customers and your clients. I'm not saying to ignore 80% of your clients. I'm just saying spend the majority of your time with the vital few and make sure you're really giving the time to those people who are your ideal clients who actually run around and hang out with other ideal clients, other people that you want to work with, right? Because then they start referring you. And that's how we that's how we weed through a lot of the distraction. As a business owner, it's really easy to look around and say, this company's doing these things, we should do that too. Or, oh, we need to have this initiative because this, our competitor over here, they're doing this. When truly it's not aligned with that cathedral thinking we were talking about, that vision that you have for your business and where you want it to take you. So getting really clear in those two ways, thinking about what your cathedral is and working backwards, uh, which is something I definitely talk quite a bit about on stage and also <laughs> you know, in my podcast. And you know, then using Pareto Principle to get really clear on where you're spending your time and how you wanna reallot your time. 
I love that, how you want to reallot your time. And I think it's really important because people need to understand you are an extremely successful business owner. And I think many people would be surprised to know you are not on every social media platform. You are not trying to do all the things or be all the things for all the people. And so I would love you know, people can really relate to when they hear personal examples, would love to know what made you make that decision and how has that helped your personal productivity, right? Again, seven-figure business owner, (laughs) how has that helped your productivity by really narrowing things down? And as you say, focusing on those micro touches versus the macro. Yeah, well, you know, making the decision to leave social media was a really big decision. It wasn't something I took lightly and I didn't want it to be something that was just purely emotionally driven. Oh, I'm so frustrated with Facebook or I don't like being on Instagram anymore. I was feeling that way. And I was feeling like we were kind of bending and twisting our brand to really fit what those algorithms were needing. And so I decided to take a step back and I did that Pareto principle exercise. I looked at the metrics. Now, one of the things that happens, especially as business leaders, we get caught up in a lot of vanity metrics. How many followers do we have? How many likes do we get on a post? And the truth is those metrics don't contribute to your bottom line. It's not necessarily your ideal avatar who's leaving those likes. They're not necessarily converting into customers. So looking at the true metrics, the conversion rate, the referral rate, all of those things, I started really mapping out and figuring out where was my ideal client finding me? And when I really dove into it, I found, guess what? They're not on Instagram Reels. You know what? The people who made the decision to start working with me or to bring me on their stages, it wasn't because of what I was posting, you know, on Facebook. It was really listening to my podcast. It was really hearing me on other stages. It was in all these other ways or getting on my email list. And I was spending so much time on these channels that were not benefiting us. They were eating up, quite frankly, that was my trivial mini. They were eating up huge chunks of time and their impact was like this. And we want the opposite. We want to focus on a few that make the biggest impact. So I made the decision to leave social media. I left it January 1st of 2022. Uh, And by me, for me, for social media, that's Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, those types of things. Um, LinkedIn to me is more about networking. It's more about, and it's also for adults, because that was the other thing for me is I don't, I don't like all the research that's coming out about what, what a lot of these platforms are doing for our kids. Um, so I made that decision and I became very intentional in the places where my clients were showing up, my email newsletters, which were being written by somebody else that wasn't really creating any connection. I decided to take those back and spend my time instead of taking pictures for Facebook or writing captions or, you know, snapping pictures of my dinner, which I don't know why anybody cared what that was, but they seem to on Instagram. And I started pouring myself into the email list and you know what happened? My email list subscribers went up because I told everyone, I'm not on social media, here's where I am, and this is me. And my open rate tripled on my emails. And I'll be honest, that's that's traffic I own. I know when I send out you know, 20, 30,000 emails, I know it's going to 20, 30,000 people versus all that time I was spending on social media that wasn't really getting to the people I wanted it to get to. So it wasn't an easy decision, but it has been the best decision, not just for me personally, although it is, it's like getting an energetic haircut, in my opinion. Like I just feel so much freer 
to do the things that I want to do instead of playing to an algorithm run by a company that I don't necessarily agree with, right? I get to run my business on my terms, which is why I'm in business. <laughs> so I can do those things, right? Um, but it also allowed me to dive deeper into my ideal clients where they're showing up and really helping create relationships. And that's honestly, at the end of the day, what creates conversions, relationships, not postings, right? Or pictures, really developing relationships. Thank you. I, I really appreciate you sharing that courageous choice because, right, I believe those who are most purposeful are those who really are unapologetically authentic, right? Not always just going with what everyone says to do. And so that's what I really love about purposeful productivity is you're really focused on your purpose, right? Not someone else's or what the world tells you that you need to do. And just hearing how much more connection that's led to is so beautiful. And it is a courageous choice that most people, right, won't make. And so just to hear how that's helped you is amazing. We're going to talk about a few more things. Those who are watching live, and even if you're watching later, please feel free to start putting some questions in the chat, and we may have time to answer one or two of those in a little bit. So what I would love... Um, just just knowing you, I know that you also have a lot of tools for purposeful productivity that are out there that people can actually purchase and lean into. Uh, and so if you want to tell me a little more about those, and we will definitely link where people can get connected with you, but would love for you to tell us about some of those tools. If someone's saying, I want to be more purposeful and more um, productive, but what can I do? What are some of the tools I can use to get there? Yes, I, I have lots of resources because I really feel like um, anytime that you hear me talk or speak or do anything, I want you to feel like you have some action steps to move forward with, right? It's Inspiration is great. Motivation is great. But I want to give you tools so that you feel like, okay, now I know what I want to do next and get you going. Uh, so a couple of resources that I have, uh, my first book, The Joy of Missing Out, I uh, came out with HarperCollins. It was named a top 10 business book of the year by Fortune Magazine, uh, which was a, a fabulous accomplishment. It is a really great resource for how do you create productivity systems that really are catered and curated for you, for your strengths, for your weaknesses. Um, and it's really incredibly helpful to take a lot of those tools that I talk about in there and apply them for your team. Uh, my second book, On Purpose, uh, both those books are available anywhere books are sold. Uh, and also my podcast is a great resource. I think we're on episode 275 right now. So <laughs> that's a whole library of information. Uh, the, my podcast is called The Intentional Advantage with Tanya Dalton. Uh, and you can find that on any platform where you listen to your podcast, where literally it shoots out everywhere. Um, but you can find links to all of this at my website, which is tanyadalton.com, as well as information on having me come and speak or do workshops for your companies. Awesome. Thank you so much. And what how we met was really through speaking and would yeah. love for you because we have a lot of leaders and, and companies and teams and membership organizations who connect with us and the podcast. And so would love for you to tell us if someone is looking for a dynamic speaker in 2023 to talk to their team, what are some of those topics uh, that, that you like to discuss with, with teams and, and with leaders? 
Yeah, so I love, well, I like getting people to think. It really is about reframing. I think a lot of times people are like, oh, I just need a workshop. And I'm like, well, you need a workshop and you need to change the way that people think, right? You need to do both. So some of my favorite speaking topics, uh, one of them is called bending time. Why time management is killing your productivity. I think we think we're supposed to be managing time and there, there is no time management. So that keynote is really about changing your relationship with time. I think so often we feel like we're fighting the clock. We are racing time and we feel like time is our enemy. So it's really shifting that whole perspective for you, for your team members about how you work with time. And then we talk about the tool. So then now that you've changed that relationship, how do we take it to the next steps, right? And then one of my other favorite uh, keynotes is called Purposeful Productivity. And that one really leans into this idea of, you know, connecting your team with their purpose, not just the purpose behind your company, but their own unique purpose and how that really allows them to thrive and to shine. Um, really, when you tie those two together, you're going to have amazing employee retention, amazing motivation for your team members. And so uh, that one really leans into that, where they can understand how they're going to be able to set their goals, where you're going as a company. And they really see what I call their blast radius, which is every single one of us, every single member of your team, every person on this planet has the ability to impact 80,000 people over the course of their lifetime. And when you bring that into an organization or you bring that into a team where each individual team member has that ability, and I walk you through why it's 80,000 and all of that in my keynote, that just compounds and it grows. And that's really when as an individual and as an organization, that's when you really see giant changes in your life because you see how you're contributing to the world around you. So those are my two main keynotes that I love to do. Each of them has workshops that go with them, but both of them really are about shifting the way that you're thinking and then moving forward with the choices. It makes it so much easier to know which choices you wanna make to step into decision-making confidence when you have the right mindset. I think it's incredibly powerful. Thank you. And, and you know, I'm intrigued. So uh, I, I think that's amazing, right? The ability to impact 80,000 people is, is phenomenal uh, in itself. And so believe that is so beautiful. And um, we have a question. So I am going to pull this up. Um, and thank you for this question. So I loved hearing you speak about meaningful work and how important that is for employees. What are some ways a leader can go about connecting their team with purpose? So how can a leader make sure they are connecting their team to purpose? Yes. Well, okay. So I would say the first thing is communicate and over communicate it, right? One of the things that um, when I'm working with, you know, business owners and leaders, we talk about the fact that you're not just selling products, you're not just selling services, you're solving problems, right? There's a why behind what you do. Getting to that heart of that why and communicating it over and over again with your team. And I mean, when you're delegating something to them, especially, um, you know, so when you're having your delegation conversation, and I think delegation is a conversation, it's not something that happens in passing in the hallway, <laughs> as it sometimes tends to do. It's sitting down with them, telling them what you're wanting, what your outcomes are that you expect, and why those outcomes matter, tying them in to that bigger why behind what you do. 
So through little conversations like delegation, um, I am a really strong proponent of a Monday momentum meeting. During Monday momentum meetings, we meet with our team members. We talk to them about what the goals and the priorities are from my perspective as a leader, reminding them of where we're all going, that big cathedral we were talking about earlier. I'm like, hey, we're all in the boat rowing. Here's where we're going. And then I tell them, here's the priorities for this week. And then we each go through and we talk about what are you prioritizing? What are your top three priorities for this week? That allows me as the leader to, first of all, communicate that purpose, right? Because it's coming from me where we're going. But I'm also able to check in with my team members and see, are they getting it? Do they see what the priorities are? So often our team members are just doing things. They're doing the busy work, right? Filling their calendar, but they're not really doing the work that's going to be meaningful for the company as a whole. So that's one of the ways I do it. Um, I'm also a really big believer in um, switching up and changing up your review process. I think a lot of times people think reviews are one of those things. It's like, oh, got to do reviews or have a review done. One of the things that I do during my review process is I have my team members write out everything that they're doing throughout the year. Like, just give me big picture. Like I'm writing emails. I'm doing these things. And then I have them categorize them into four, category, four categories, things I love doing, things I like doing, things I don't enjoy as much. Notice I didn't say things I hate, uh, things I don't enjoy as much, and then things I wish I could do or things I wish I could do more of. Now, what's really interesting is then I start to get an idea of who this person is, right? Oh, these are the things that they love. Let me tie them in and get them roped into more of these things they love. But honestly... The best part of that is that fourth category, that category of what I wish I could do more of or things I just wish I could do at all. This is how I found out that my warehouse manager really loved doing graphic design work. And I was like, hold on a minute. You wish you could do some graphic design work? Let me go ahead and have you start doing that, right? And so I found out that one of my other employees had a passion for photography, started having her do some of our photography for some of our website images. And so it's a really great way to tie in their unique gifts with the purpose behind the company. And what happens is it's like a little Venn diagram. When you take your team members' unique gifts and you tie it in with the purpose of the company, right there in the middle, that's where the magic happens. That's when they are loving what they're doing and they're seeing how they're contributing to that greater, bigger good. So that's just a couple of ideas. Um, I talk a lot more about this and you know, on the on the podcast and in my entrepreneur article. But um, that's a couple of ideas just to kind of get you started. Thank you. And yeah, that was one of the main points in the entrepreneur article. And I love, again, you try to make things simple and digestible so that people can really take that action. And so definitely make sure to read that article. It will be linked in the show notes because it gives three really tangible examples that people can use to move forward. And so just want to thank you so much for your time and see if you have any closing thoughts for those who want to learn how to be more purposeful and productive in their everyday lives. Yes. Well, here's the thing. I think often, especially when we're running our companies and running our businesses or we're leading, we feel like it has to be giant leaps in order to make a difference, right? Here's what I would encourage you to do. Today, we talked about a lot of different things. I talked about that whole idea for your review process, delegation. We talked about a Pareto principle right? We talked about several other items, but if there was something here today that resonated that you're like, oh, that's a good idea. Here's what I would say. Instead of worrying about a big giant leap, 
just think about what could you do today? 15 minutes, put 15 minutes into your calendar to get started making that happen. Whether it's switching up that review process, or maybe it's, you know, oh, maybe I need to get more intentional with my delegation process so I can tie in the why. I'm going to write myself a little script to remind myself. Or if it's Pareto principle, writing out all of your clients on a post-it note or an index card. What's something that you can do just to even get started? 15 minutes. Listen, I know we all have busy calendars, but the truth is a lot of times we're filling our calendar and not really filling our soul. So do the work that really matters. Take the 15 minutes to get yourself started. I can promise you it's going to make a huge difference, not just with how you feel about your work, but also how your team members feel. And when you get everybody rowing those oars in the same direction, it's incredibly powerful. That 15 minutes is a huge investment into your future. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time today. This was amazing and one that people are going to need to listen back over. Uh, we are nearing the end of the year and often people are doing, I know I'm going to be doing some end of the year planning soon. And so tapping into resources like this can really help to change the momentum of the end of year, but also the momentum of your team. And I love, right, this is soul work. This isn't just, just about money, um, just about profit, et cetera. It really is how can we continue to fill ourselves up and our team members in a way where people are going to feel celebrated. They're going to be excited to come to work uh, and do the work. So thank you so much for, for coming on today. We truly appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll say this, you know, we do get caught up a lot of times on that bottom line, on the revenue we're bringing in, and that is incredibly important. That is the amazing extra side bonus you get when you have a culture of purpose. That money will flow easily when you have the team members all rowing the boat in the same direction. So I'm so glad that you guys enjoyed this. Thank you, Adriana, for saying that you, uh, you enjoyed the advice I shared today. Truly, that's what I'm here to do is to help you really step into meaning as a leader um, and to, to get everybody in your organization understanding what it is they do and why they do it. It's an amazing thing when it's all clicking. Thanks so much it. for having me today. Thank you. Thank you so much. And, and I love it because the things we talk about on this podcast often happen in real time. So this is the first time ever that we've had the feed go out, not once, but twice. And so to have someone who is willing to continue sharing and roll with the punches, I think is a great example as well as of leadership. Uh, and so really appreciate Tanya for continuing on, um, even without me. And I think it's really important that we take the time to pause as leaders. We don't have to pretend everything's perfect or we have it all together. And so I think it's really important. Are we taking the time to pause, um, to really tap into our purpose, our mission, and recognizing that everyone on your team actually has a different purpose. So how can you all be productive together? We're going to link all of these amazing things that were shared in the show notes to have a best-selling author on uh, is amazing. And so I really want you to tune in uh, to stay connected because Tanya's work has helped me personally and professionally and want you to know she's also the founder of Inkwell Press Productivity Co., a multi-million dollar company providing tools that work as a catalyst and helping women do less while achieving maximum success. So not only does she have books, she also has planners for you. 
I heard a secret that it's not really a secret, but they're at Staples, right? You can go to her website. Uh, and so just so appreciate a woman who's willing to share with us, right? Who wants to grow others and just so appreciate you. Thank you. This was episode 45, Purposeful Productivity. Thank you all for being here and feel free to continue to connect. And please, please, I always say follow, not connect. So please connect with Tanya. Uh, that is where you can really get to know people. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of Conversations with I Follow the Leader. We appreciate you. Be sure to subscribe to receive new episode alert. To learn more about the firm, go to ifollowtheleader.com. I also want to encourage you, whether you're a change agent or leader, you can be a part of the solution. Now let's go make a positive impact and push the pace of progress. The world needs us.